Welcome to the oh, hey there. podcast. We are back. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. Hope you guys had an enjoyable weekend. Uh, I know it's hot as hell down here in Texas. Uh, pretty much 100 degrees last three or four days, but it is what it is. Um, before we get the show started, thank you to all the veterans. Thank you to those uh, military members who are no longer with us for sac- making their ultimate sacrifice. Um, Memorial Day is a it's a special day for a lot of us. You know, I'm a veteran myself, so just a day of remembrance of some buddies that are no longer with us. I just wanted to make sure I said that and, uh, you know, thank you for your ultimate sacrifice. Uh, Leo, what is up, buddy? We are, you know, we're getting closer to football. We got some Trey Lance content that showed up on the timeline. We got Trey Lance videos of him and shorten up his release. We got uh, some beef between beat writers and, and football players. It's been an interesting week. How have you been? Man, it's been a crazy week, but I want to start off like what you said is thank you to the all, all the veterans. Um, I know how many of us at, from time to time bash, say, the country because you have one side doing one thing, the other side doing the other thing in politics. But yeah, at the end of the day, this this is the country I want to live in because this is where the San Francisco freaking 49ers <laughs> play, baby. Um, so... Um, so thank you. Like you said, Javi, you're a veteran yourself. Thank you for your service. Um, and yeah, we're getting a whole lot closer to football. Crazy week. NBA finals is, is on the way. Oh, and I do also like to mention does, does California just like own Texas in the playoffs? Because <laughs> let's let uh, at least Bay area. Cause when you look at it, the warriors just play Dallas Mavericks. Hmm. They won. They advanced. 49ers recently play the Dallas Cowboys. They won. They advanced. And we're not done yet. The San Francisco Giants played the Texas Rangers in the 2010 World Series, and they won. <laughs> so uh, last, these, these last few matchups versus Texas teams, you know, California's <laughs> you know, running away with it. Well, once again, Bay Area is running away with it, not California in a whole. Warriors, they've been running the James Harden Clippers out of Houston for a while. Um, 49ers, they also beat Houston in the regular season this past season. So give it up. Bay Area sports, baby. I live in Texas, and the slogan down here for a lot of folks is, don't California my Texas. It's funny. And then these California teams beat up on the uh... – Dallas teams, Cowboys lose, the uh, Dallas Mavericks lose in five. It is all good in the Bay Area, except for Giants baseball hasn't been very good. But uh, shout out to the Warriors, who are going to their sixth finals in eight years. That's an amazing accomplishment, too, by the way. Like, I am not a um, super team fan, right? I like the homegrownness of the Warriors. Like, their core is homegrown. Guys like Kevon Looney and, and Jordan Poole. Uh, Moody and Kaminga, like they just do it a little bit different, and, and then with Steph and Clay and and Dre, it's 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 fun to watch. I'm a Bulls fan, but the Warriors are really really fun to watch. So that's a plus here. Um, 49ers, they have they are back at uh, minicamp. They have OTAs this week. Uh, I believe it's Tuesday through Thursday this week again. Wednesday is open to the media, so we'll hopefully see some video clips of Trey Lance and others uh, out there this week. Uh, Albert Breer hit up some, made some headlines. Not really made some headlines, but. Did a little bit of a quick hitter on his most recent piece. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, who Kyle Shanahan stated last week, he expects Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded. Uh, And I quote, uh, when asked about Jimmy Garoppolo, he said, yeah, nothing's changed since the surgery. We knew where we were at before that. 
and then he got the surgery, so everything went on hold. I expect him at some time, most likely to be traded, but who knows? It's not a guarantee, and it's been it's been exactly on hold when that happened, and when he is healthy, we'll see what happens. Albert Breer goes on to write this uh, yesterday, um, or Sunday, excuse me. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, he wrote this on Sunday. The door has been open for Jimmy Garoppolo and his camp to discuss possible contract adjustments with other teams to facilitate a trade. It'll be interesting to see how the financials with Garoppolo do a non-guaranteed $24.6 million in 2022, and none of it coming until week one. Paint the picture here once Garoppolo is health, healthy enough to start to throw. Um, it's kind of what we've been hinting at, right? Jimmy Garoppolo, would, nothing's going to happen with Jimmy until he's able to throw. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think we all hinted at, maybe this is what he wanted. Maybe this is how he wanted to be his exit with the 49ers, a release. Like He wants to control where he's going to go. Do I believe some of the rumors out there where he turned down Washington? I don't think so. I think Washington was all in on Carson. I think Indianapolis was really the only place to go for Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Colts weren't willing to budge on whatever the price point was, right? The minute Deshaun Watson gets in into play and Atlanta kind of rubs Matt Ryan the wrong way, Matt Ryan wants out. And if I had to choose, I would choose Matt Ryan over Jimmy Garoppolo too if I'm, in, if, if I'm the Indianapolis Colts. So we're we're here just sitting on the Jimmy watch. Um, do you think the Niners are gonna have to pay some of this gallery, this salary, to get him moved? Not to get him moved, but if they want a certain level of draft capital, yes, the Forty ers may want to may decide to eat something because we are in the off season. Other than a Debo and Nick Bosa extension, how much of that twenty four million are they going to need in there? Because we've seen it from other teams besides the 49ers to where Debo could get extended, but yet his year one, his cap hit this year is probably going to be very similar to what he's making already, scheduled to make. Same thing for Nick Bosa. So that's where I come in. Um, I feel like I know the cap pretty well. I feel like I understand the cap pretty well. I am the furthest thing from a guru of the cap. That's why I say, how much of that do they truly need? in order to extend Nick Bosa and Debo because of my level of understanding. I don't think they need that full 24, almost $25 million to extend those two players. Um, maybe they dabble and use 10 million of it and they could certainly do so. Um, but it's, they could release them. But if someone's willing to give you a fifth round pick, I don't see why you don't say eat around five. Think about where this, what this team has done in those day three picks. Now, actually, five might be a little much because you're investing $5 million in a fifth-round pick. That's odds are say he doesn't start more than, what, 10 games in the NFL in a career. So that may be a little rich for them. I think it's got to be a point to where what round are we getting in return? I don't think day three pick, I don't think that's necessarily worth five or north of that. That's where I was kind of going to get to this. Like, what is Jimmy Garoppolo's value as a, as a starting quarterback? Is he, I know we all know he's a competent quarterback. We know he's functional. We sorry, he's serviceable. But at one point, do you draw the line at his contract, right? $24.6 million is a lot of money for a team who is probably just likely in transition and just needs a stopgap quarterback, right? Do you want to spend 
all of that $24.6 million on a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo? Likely not, right? So if a team is willing to be like, listen, we'll we'll pay him $10 million this year, that means the Niners have to pay the other 14. Would they do that for a fifth-round pick? I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I think this the pick would have to be, you know, a third or a late two to even make that make sense for the 49ers, you know, because you're still having to pay $14 million and you're only going to get a fifth rounder or, or a fourth rounder. I think that pick would have to be much higher. I think you're looking at something where it's got to be in the third round, maybe a late two for a team that's kind of on the cusp, but kind of just needs a little bit of, uh, you know, leadership or just some direction or stability for a head coach who's in limbo. Um, you know, this is kind of why Pittsburgh made sense. Indianapolis made sense because you have a coach who just kind of needs to sustain a little bit while they're transitioning to the next guy. And this is what Jimmy Garoppolo's career is probably going to turn into. He's going to be a Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? He's going to be a high-quality, you know, mid-level guy where, you know, he, he'll he keep you afloat, 8, 9, 10 wins, keep you in this QB purgatory just enough, just enough to uh, make you relevant, but also just enough to make you want to go get something else and you have the ability to do so because you'll probably finish in the draft in the middle of the pack which allows you some flexibility to go ahead and trade up if you need to on a better quarterback draft, similar to what the Niners did in 2021, right? Because, you know, granted, if Jimmy had played all those games in 2020, they probably win 10, right? And then they're probably they're probably picking in the 20s. Do they ever get up to three? No, right? So it's kind of a blessing, you know, with the way things kind of laid out where they ended up at 12 and had the ability to move up to three. Um, so teams like Pittsburgh and Indy always made sense. I just don't know if the Niners are willing to pay all that. I, I still truly believe they're going to cut him. Um, how soon do we think this Jimmy Garoppolo saga ends? I'm going to lean first week of July, and this is over. And I think it ends in a release. I don't think they're going to trade for him. I think teams are smart enough to realize, listen, the Niners don't want to pay this guy $24.6 million. Why should I send them an asset for a guy that I really don't necessarily want either? And I and I mean and I'm, I'm not trying to dump on the guy, but this is if you can get him for eight, nine, ten million dollars in the open market, why would I spend eight, eight, eight to nine, eight to ten million dollars plus a pick to go get him? I truly think that he probably does get released at this point. And if it's a trade, it looks like Albert Breer is basically stating like Jimmy Garoppolo's camp is open to negotiating, um, basically a deal to incentivize the trading partner of the 49ers um, because if you're Jimmy Garoppolo's camp, why not express that? Why not try to go ahead and get yourself a new home quickly as possible? So that's basically the situation there that they are with this team. Um, I'm going to probably come around the same timeline as you, maybe, maybe mid July. It's going to come down to whenever Garoppolo is healthy at the end of the day. Uh, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Like he's he's gonna have a new uniform next year. I'm not putting any stock on him being with the 49ers. Now that has nothing to do with my say personal like or dislike or indifferent of Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just my expectations. He's gonna be in a new uniform this year, and it's just crazy how fast 2017 has gone past us. Yeah, the Jimmy Garoppolo stuff is almost, it's nearing an end. It, we're getting closer and closer to an end, an end point here. And I think Kyle made his strongest statement uh, on the 24th of May when he said that I expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be traded at some point. 
but there's no guarantees. But I, he kind of caught himself there. But he knows the 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 team is Trey Lance's team. Um, <clears throat> pro Football Focus. It's not the Bible, but Pro Football Focus did a power ranking for the 49ers or just the just the league in general, uh, ranking the 49ers ninth uh, in the their top ten power ranking. Um, PFF. Yeah, they do a pretty good job with some of their ratings. I, I do like some of them, some of the things that they do. Um, the power rankings as from Sam Monson, top 10 power rankings. Number one, Buffalo Bills. Number two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number three, L.A. Rams. Number four, Kansas City Chiefs. Number five, Los Angeles Chargers. Number six, Green Bay Packers. Seven, Broncos. Eight, Bengals. Nine, Niners. Ten, Browns. I'm going to push back on this list a little bit. And I don't even, I'm not a power rankings person. I can I can give two shits about the power rankings, to be honest with you. Um, but Buffalo, I can agree with, number one. Okay, cool, no problem. Tampa, number two, sure, it's Tom. You got to kind of give them their just due. L.A. Rams at number three. I don't know, man. Just because they're Super Bowl champs, I don't think they're a top five team. And, and Aaron Donald had some comments recently on I Am Athlete about that he was comfortable with walking away from football. If you lose Aaron Donald, you're definitely not a top-five team. Kansas City, uh, Mahomes, Andy, number four seems fine. The Chargers at five. Can they win a playoff game first? Can they get into the playoffs first before we give them a top-five ranking? Do I like what they did this offseason? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would put Green Bay over the Chargers. Green Bay's at six. I think they're kind of right where they need to be. It's still Aaron Rodgers, and the team has won 13 games for three straight years, so I'm not going to discredit them too much. Denver at seven is questionable to me. Uh, Adding Russell Wilson is nice, but Russell Wilson hasn't been the same Russell Wilson uh, these last two years, so we don't know exactly what version of Russell they're going to get in Denver. Not to mention, are we sure the defense is pretty good, right? New head coach, Vic Fangio was the leader of the defense. Things have changed there. Um Cincinnati, I'm not buying anything Cincinnati's selling this year. Not one bit. I think they fall out of the top 10, end up being, you know, 16 through 18, somewhere in there. Super Bowl hangover is real. The Niners at 9, I would probably put the Niners ahead of Denver, partially because the entire roster is mostly intact. Kyle Shanahan still is leaving, uh, you know, breathing and walking, and D'Amico Ryan's the defense do not look to have gotten any gotten any worse in any position. They've upgraded at corner. They added an extra defensive end. Nick Bosa is coming off a you know defensive player of the year type season. Uh, Fred Warner still alive and breathing. You know you got Aziz Asahir. The defense is much to me is a little bit better than what it was last year. And Cleveland at ten, I would probably put Cleveland at eight. So if I had to redo this, I'd probably go Bills one, Bucks two, Chiefs three. Packers four, Rams five, Niners six, Chargers seven, Cleveland eight, Broncos nine, Bengals ten. If I had to redo this entire ten, and I think that's probably the right way to do this. I'm going to jump on the Cincinnati train here with you for a second. Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Oh, yeah. Do they win the division? Yes. The Ravens win that division if, if, if Lamar's healthy. So, it's like, I I also expect a more competitive Browns team. 
than than what they faced last season Deshaun Watson. with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. They're going to be more competitive to Cincinnati as well. And I'm not going to write off whoever the hell's starting quarterback in Pittsburgh. It's a funky scenario, but Big Ben was not efficient last year. You think maybe Pittsburgh could be a tougher challenge for Cincinnati. So I'm I'm with you on that. Eight, I don't know. As far as in front of the 49ers, I don't I don't have it. Like 49ers went into Cincinnati last year, won, I get it, different team, yada yada yada. Um but these rankings are based off, off of last year. So if we're talking about last year, I'm gonna bring up that game, for instance. Um Chiefs, I'm, you know, I'm good with it. Uh Bucks, obviously Tom. Rams. I think I would probably put the Chiefs in front of the Rams. What has me off on the Rams is people forget Von Miller was a big time player on that defense last year in the stretch. In the stretch, he was a big time player off the edge. He's now a Bill. Oh, Darius Williams was a quality starting corner for them at cornerback too. Darius Williams is now in Jacksonville. Hmm. That, that's two important starters to that Super Bowl defense there, huh? They're still going to be good. But I'm just highlighting, like, are they going to be as good as last year? Is Stafford going to be as motivated as last year? Yeah, you know, he's in a kick in a gear. Who knows? They go back to back, you know, then then I look wrong. I got him, you know, clown face on meme all over Twitter or whatever. But I'm I'm just saying I would not be shocked if they take a step back. Um, we've seen how hard it is for teams to go back to back anyways. Excuse me. Mahomes looked like he was going to be the next big thing out there, huh? Still has only that one. But they, I mean, they've made they made three straight NFC, AFC title games, two Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah, I get it. Mahomes but I'm just is saying, like, Mahomes is that dude. Oh, absolutely. My point is like just because a team won a Super Bowl doesn't mean that like they should be locked in there again for next year. Oh yeah, agreed, agreed, absolutely. And I think it's also a big difference with with what we've seen from Mahomes in the past compared to Matthew Stafford. Like Matthew Stafford was. You know, Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's what he is. But did he have head scratching moments that's like WTF? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you really have that with Mahomes that often? Not so much. Not so much. So um that that's kind of where I'm at with them. Chargers, yeah. Win me a playoff game. Let's see what's up. Um, you know, 49ers before Garoppolo, they didn't win any playoff games. They still went in there. It was about seven minutes away from winning a Super Bowl. So they can be be those guys, but you know, with the forty with the experience the 49ers have, I wouldn't be shocked if they're a, if they're the third best team in the NFC, you know, a, a, a three seed. And if they win the NFC West, we may be talking two seed at that point. And I'm talking about because of this roster this roster i'm not talking about strictly the quarterback position remember i said it before trey lance all he's got to do is be jimmy garoppolo what trey lance isn't he's not nick mullins he's not cj bethard so that's why i I expect this team to compete and if you're talking about uh 
second best or third best in the NFC. 49ers, instead of, you know, that that would put them around sixth in power rankings or maybe even five. Um, But I don't want to be too much of a homer. Like I said about the Rams, or excuse me, the Chargers, go in a playoff game with Trey Lance, go have a winning season, and then we'll talk. Yeah, it's uh, it's there for the Niners to take it. The NFC, the NFC is not as good as um, it, it on paper. It's not as good as as it was probably two years ago. You know, the N- NFC South isn't very good. NFC West is starting to you know kind of take a few hits here with you know the attrition. Right, Russell's gone. Kyler, who the hell is going on with them uh, with his contract situation? The Rams have lost a lot of talent. Um, the Niners are kind of trending in the right direction. They are, I mean, I shouldn't say kind of, they are trending in the right direction, but they're getting younger. So it's a lot of unproven talent on some of the, some big spots, obviously right guard, um, left guard. And then you'll have obviously Trey Lance is, you know, unexperienced. Um, so that's going to be a big deal. These top 10, these power rankings, like I said, I don't, I don't really care for them, but just for the exercise purposes, I think you can make the argument that this team is for sure a top ten team roster wise. Um, if we're just going to go up, you know, up and down the fifty three, I think they're able to compete with anybody in the league, and that's kind of how I'm basing my power rankings off this with the roster and then the quarterback situation. Um, so the Niners should be fine. I think I fully expect them to probably make the playoffs this year, and I think we've talked about that plenty. The other one that kind of made headlines uh, this week: PFF again, top five. Um, top five pass rushing units or top you know top five front sevens, and the Niners were ranked number one. Are, you know I'm gonna do this to you. Are you buying or selling the Niners as a top five Yo, front seven? I'm buying or selling? I'm buying. <laughs> oh, no credit check, right? I'm playing. I'm yeah, playing. no credit check for sure. Yeah, I'm absolutely buying this this team. Like, look what they did last year, and I I wouldn't be shocked at if they're even better this season, uh, they went ahead and invested in a second round pick in Drake Jackson. You brought back one of your highlight players from the 2020 season in Kerry Hyder. Yes. You lost Arden key, but you, you still have uh, Samson Ebicon on top of the other names. I've said uh, you, you get another year with uh, wow. I'm blanking from Texans. Charles and Charles Amenahue, you get another year with him because remember when they made that trade, he had he was under control for the 2022 season. Um, you have hopefully fingers crossed, especially fingers crossed for Grant Cohn, a healthy Javon Kinlaw. Um, Ke- Kevin Givens is back in the building. Uh, so you invested another another pick in the interior defensive line from the kid out of UCF. You see all the names I'm going through, and I think, and I have yet said Eric Armstead, and I have yet said Nick Bosa. And there's a name that's being missed. There's a name missed here. The uh, like everyone's missing him, Hassan Ridgeway, the free agent acquisition from Philadelphia. And it's not just the the front four. Front seven means there are three linebackers. Aziz Alshahir is back, Trey Greenlaw, and then arguably the best linebacker in football, Fred Warner. So yes, the front seven for the 49ers is. Probably number one, and you can have the debate. You can make the discussion. So PFF had number two, uh, the LA Rams. Number three, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number four, the Packers, and number five, the Colts. I don't really have any issues with any of these front sevens. 
I don't, I don't take issue with any of them. I think, I think they did. I think they got this ranking spot on. I, you know, you can probably swap Pittsburgh and LA, but outside of that, I think this is spot on one San Francisco two the Rams, three Steelers, four Packers and five, the Colts. Now the Colts, people are like, Ooh, the Colts, what? I mean, they got the force Buckner. They got Darius Leonard. They have some really good linebackers on their defense. Their defensive line is pretty darn deep. They've done quite a bit there with their edge rushers. They got the kid out of Michigan last year. They've done fairly well for themselves uh, on their pass rushing unit. So um, the Niners, they built through the trenches. I just wish they would have fixed the other side at center and both guard spots. But whatever, that's that's a conversation for another day. You know, I, I was hoping to see a leap from Brunskill, but I'm I'm now to the point where Brunskill is who he is. You know, you're gonna have his Aaron Donald games, and then you're you're gonna have his games where he gives up two quarterback hits, two sacks, and five five pressures. Um, so that's kind of what you're gonna have to take away from it. Uh, you're gonna have McGlinchey coming back from a big time injury. You're you're gonna have Lincoln Tomlinson's departure now. That that's gonna have to be filled in by Eric Banks. Alex Mack seems like he's coming back, um, but I've been so I've been so wrong on this throughout this process. I said he's coming back. He's for sure coming. And and then we heard you know based off the language during press conference. Okay, well it sounds like he's not coming back. And now the recent language of the press conferences. It's now I'm leaning towards. Okay, well, he is coming back now once again. Um, so that that's an interesting process. You have Trent Williams, obviously, as your bookend tackle there. Um, yeah, it's it's the offensive line is definitely not built like the defensive line, but I think that's why you pay Kyle Shanahan all that money is because he can help you disguise it. And look what he's done with someone like Jimmy Garoppolo last season who is not nearly as mobile as Trey Lance. So if you get Trey Lance back there, you would obviously assume that Trey Lance could get you out of sack situations at a higher rate, maybe 60%, 70% more than what Jimmy Garoppolo will. I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be a guy that never gets sacked, but uh, because it definitely happens. Um, But you would assume with a quarterback like Trey Lance that maybe – he could help decrease that percentage just by a little bit. Leo, we haven't done a buy or sell or walk in a while. What do you got? All right, I got something. I got something spicy for you, as Jason Aponte would say oh, on his gosh. YouTube channel. Um, <clears throat> Debo Samuel was pictured coming to San Jose, right? Seemed like a few days later he wasn't too fond of people taking pictures of him in the airport, which Are is... You, would you? Which is obvious, you know, I... I'd be like, yo, like, stop taking pictures of me. I, I would wear like a mask and a hoodie with some sunglasses, hope, hoping that nobody sees me. Um, but besides the point, he obviously came to the Bay Area for the Warriors knockout game of some team called the Dallas Mavericks um, with some guy named Luca on the other side. So Debo Samuel was courtside for that um, out here in the Bay Area. It looked like probably, probably no longer than 48 hours. During that time here in California, are you going to buy, lease, or sell the idea that Debo Samuel sat down with the 49ers, whether it was lunch, dinner, breakfast, or a cup of coffee, 
that he sat down with the team, or at least a representation of the team, to see where things are? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say so. Um, I don't think he did anything with the team except hang out with Jason Verrett and maybe meet up with George Kittle and Juice after the game. Um, That whole week before that game five, um, he was down here in Austin, actually. He's at the Collective. It's a gym about 35 minutes north of here from my house. Um, He was at the gym working out with Omenihue and a bunch of other guys that are around the league. Most of the guys are from Athletes First. Um, so he's been down here. So I think he just literally just traveled for the game and flew right back out. I don't think he had any time to do anything with the Niners. I think his represent his representation has spoken to the Niners recently. I think things are starting to soften, right? We knew Debo requested the trade um, back in early April. We knew that something had pissed him off, whatever it was. Um, but I think there has been some softening of that. Kyle Shanahan spoke about it on the 24th, stated that he expected Debo Samuel to show up for mandatory minicamp, which is June 13th and June June 13th through the 15th. So I don't think he spoke to anybody just yet. I don't think that trip was for that. I think his, that trip was literally just to watch Steph and the guys, you know, win, the, win that uh, Western Conference top finals and then head back because he was literally back here the next day in, in Austin. Um, working out. I think he's still here. Um, for, I haven't asked anybody, but I, last I knew, he was still down here. Or no, he was actually headed to Houston. So yeah, he's he's headed he's headed to Houston. He's in Houston. Maybe he'll be linking with Trey Williams soon. Oh man, I know. <clears throat> I know. If I'm John Lynch, I'm just like, let me get you coffee. Come on, you're in the Bay. Like, let me get you coffee. Uh, we ain't gotta do the whole steak dinner. Let me know where you staying. Let's talk. Let's talk. Um, but I do agree with you to where it's probably a sell scenario, even though that's not what I want it to be. But it's probably a sell scenario because at the end of the day, who's going to be working the contract? Is going to be is it going to be Debo Samuel crunching the numbers? Or is it going to be his agent? Debo Samuel's not not Richard Sherman. He's not representing himself. Um, and I truly believe at this point of the negotiations that it's going to come down to money. I do think he's going to stay a 49er. I don't think he gets traded this off season. I think he'll play the 22 season as a 49er. Um, but let's keep it real. Who's working the numbers? Who's crunching the numbers? Who's working the incentives? Who's working everything behind the scenes of that contract? Debo Samuel or his agent? It's his agent. So if he did not meet with any representation of the 49ers for just five minutes, I would not be surprised. Yet, Golden State Warriors, next time my boy Jason Frett is sitting courtside, don't have him looking like a fan next to Debo Samuel. Put Jason's red name on the screen. <laughs> Can we do that one time? Yeah, that was the dude had was. a Pro Bowl like season in 2020 for this team. He opted to stay back in the Bay Area. Let's put his name up there next time. Come on, I know those those tickets ain't cheap. Those tickets ain't cheap. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, the, the Debo thing. I think is going to resolve itself. I think we'll find something. There'll be a resolution to this. Probably at that mandatory camp. 
there's a there's value in meeting and sitting down with someone in person. Do, do I do I expect Debo to get on the field and do any work uh, during mandatory? Absolutely not. Do I expect him to show up? Yeah, I expect him to show up. But you know, we'll get there. What else you got on that in that buy lease or sell? Warriors bring a championship back to the Bay Area. Oh, I'm absolutely buying this. I think the Warriors win in five. I think the Warriors beats the Celtics in five. Tatum, Tatum's a good ball player. Jalen Brown's a good ball player. Marcus Smart's really good. They're just so inconsistent. And it means more to Golden State, I feel like, with Clay coming back from all those injuries. You saw his excitement after Curry wins his Western Conference Finals MVP, Western Conference Finals MVP. You saw the emotion after, you know, getting interviewed after the win. I think Golden State pulls this out in five, and I think they do it in impressive fashion. I think they lose a close one in Boston, and then they close it out back at home in Golden State. And I think, think you know, you, you the, the legacy cemented for those guys, Dre and Clay and, and Curry. I think it's cemented. That's it. You get they get four, four out of eight. Shoot, that's that's nothing to sneeze at, and that's a that's a way to build a team. And, and other teams around the league should take notice. I think we're starting to see the the demise of the super team. It's not. It doesn't work. You gotta build it through the draft, and I think this, I think that applies to all sports: football, baseball, basketball. You gotta build through the draft with some small, prudent free agency acquisitions, and just develop your guys. And that's what the Warriors have done, and I and I, I fully expect them to win the series in five. And look what the 49ers have done. Look at their cornerstone guys: Kittle through the draft, Fred Warner through the draft, Jimmy Ward through the draft, uh, Eric Armstead. Through the draft, Nick Bosa. Through the draft, Debo Samuel. Through the draft, Brandon Ayuk. Through the draft, and hopefully next we could add Trey Lance's name on that list after he gives us a year, and we could shout through the draft, homegrown. Let's freaking go, man! Let's freaking go. We're getting closer, Hop. I'm excited. We're getting so much closer. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, it's getting closer. Yeah, the excitement level is coming back. We're getting more and more uh, Trey Lance content from the 49ers. You know, we're seeing a shortened throw, quicker release out of Trey. And by all accounts, he is looking to, or he is sounding like the leader that the Niners need him to be uh, as a second-year guy. So um, a lot to come this week. More OTA coverage coming up. Niners are back in practice on Tuesday through Thursday. Um, for media availability on Wednesday. I think media has access to that practice, and then there'll be availability that week. Um, maybe we'll get some more insights to the Jimmy Garoppolo situation, Debo Samuel, and then some more uh, quotes from guys like Trey Lance and, and George and the leaders of this team. Um, get excited for Niners fans. This is, this is a team in, headed in the right direction, right? They've done quite a bit to get this team where it needs to be for the 21, 2021 season. And for all the, the nonsense that's been spewed about Trey Lance, the team's still a top 10 power rank team by most folks, still a top five team to win the Super Bowl, still a team that's going to be in contention based on all the experts and the pundits. So block out the noise just like Trey Lance is doing. Um, and just, you know, we'll, we'll be here every step of the way for this 2022 season. Um, but until then, I'm Javi. That is Leo. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at JaviVague underscore. Follow, follow my guy Leo here at... Leo Luna 93. And then we'll be back next week to uh, recap some more of the stuff 
with the uh, OTA period. And then uh, make sure you stay tuned for everything that's coming up with Niners Nation this week. Uh, we have a lot more coverage, especially Tuesday through Thursday as practice and everything else comes up. Uh, but everyone, stay safe. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk to you guys next time. Go Niners. Peace.